0: and practice thank you so very much and happy listening hi lee it's nice to have you on the show how are you doing today i am
1: doing very well thank you for having me
0: yeah that's good. Okay. okay so you know oftentimes i love to talk about the essence of this show okay which is to invite amazing guests amazing guests like lee to come talk to us about their triumphant stories because we believe that. In our audience, there might be someone who is stopped up in a situation that leak Oh, it's that okay. Information. All right. So, by that person or people listening to you speak, they might actually pick an information from you that will lead to their transformation. So, that's basically the essence of this show. All right, Lee, within the next few minutes, let us get started with your story, the challenges that you faced, and how you overcame them. And afterwards, I've got some questions for you. Okay, sure. over to you, let Is that it?
1: Absolutely. So um, I always like to just let people know, you know, I, I'm going to talk about um, some potentially activating, like hard things to, to hear about, which, you know, childhood sexual assault and um, some other traumatic things. But my story really starts at the age of five. Um, so around that time, um, I was uh, living in... Cincinnati, Ohio with my parents, um, and multi-racial home. So my father is, uh, black. My mom is white. And, um, we were, uh, being, um, watched by a babysitter who lived on the street. And so my parents would go to work and they'd drop us off there each and every day. And, um, I don't I didn't have any recollection of anything being wrong there. In fact, um that babysitter's house was one of my favorite places to go um as a child. And so as I grew up, um my parents started noticing that I was having some significant uh signs that something was wrong. So I started having night terrors, like I would wake up in the middle of the night um screaming and they wouldn't be able to like uh, get me to calm down. I started grinding my teeth, um, started having some really significant anxiety, uh, symptoms to the point that I was having like panic attacks and, uh, refusing to eat at the age of nine because my stomach was hurting so badly from the anxiety. And by the age of 12, I was, um, uh, you know, really in the therapy system, seeing a lot of different, um, psychologists, psychiatrists, and by the age of 14 was put on uh, antidepressant and anti-anxiety medications. Um, actually earlier than that, I was occasionally prescribed like really strong teenage years. You know, I just had kind of learned like I'm an anxious human, right? This is, this is just who I am. And there was a lot of, of like pain and, and problems that that caused both in, you know, um, friendships and doing well in school and really, um, Feeling safe being away from home. And so at that time, again, I didn't have any memories of what had happened to me when I was a child. Um, I just knew that, like, no matter what I tried, I could not get rid of this, just, you know, sick, anxious feeling that I had a good amount of my life and, you know, something I was experiencing every day. So um, I ended up going off to college. Uh, I had looked at going to college several hours uh, away from my family and ultimately decided to go about an hour and a half away um, enough distance to be away from mom and dad. And also uh, enough distance that, you know, they couldn't just pop in and say, hi, I couldn't just pop home. And when I went to school, that was when a lot of the, the anxiety really ramped up. And so um, again, it was okay. I, I, there was no thought of, I'm going to try to figure out like what's wrong with me. It was just like there's something wrong with me, right? Like this is just who I am. And so um it all came to a head when I came home for from my uh for my Thanksgiving break, our holiday break in late November from college. And I met up with an ex-boyfriend and um he sexually assaulted me at my parents' house. And so at that point it was just like okay, I'm already really struggling with the everyday symptoms and now, you know, I'm I'm trying to recover from this and, and I'm a, um, you know, I am a, a God loving human. And so like, I thank God that, uh, you know, a few weeks after that moment, I actually ended up meeting my now husband who was like really a source of light and, um, uh, of comfort and like, Hey, you know, life's not supposed to be this hard. And like, you're actually supposed to feel better than this. Uh, you get to feel better than this. He was a, a source of that that hope and that um, that comfort, really. And so, from that point forward, you know, I I still continued to have the anxiety symptoms, but now at least I had somebody that was kind of alongside me, really walking with me, like loving me through it. And so, um, I finished college and I went on to go to graduate school for nursing and became a nurse practitioner and started working with. Like the sickest of the sick patients here uh, in the the city I'm in, and so um, really immersing myself in a lot of like anxiety, like it was a, a great place to put all my anxiety and all of my feelings. Right, it was a really great place to get out all of that adrenaline and that that um, the tension that was in my body. And so I started working as a critical care nurse and nurse practitioner, and did that for several years. And you know, to make a long story short. Ended up starting a business in that time. Ended up having three kids uh, after getting married. And, you know, I I just kept adding in stress to my life. And then whenever the stress would get a little bit easier, I would start to get really uncomfortable and panicked again. It was like the only time I could find comfort in my body was if I was stressed out. And um, so when the pandemic hit in 2020, I realized that... I couldn't keep doing what I was doing. And so I actually um ended up in a trauma informed care workshop uh while I was getting my doctoral degree and in that workshop I realized I was like, "Oh, wait a second. What if everything I'm experiencing, what if all these symptoms I'm having are due to trauma?" Now at the time I thought it was due to the sexual assault that I had experienced at 17 and you know all of the the anxiety and depression I'd had growing up. And so I went and got my certified clinical trauma um, professional status and again went the route of education. That's what I knew. And started helping other people through their trauma. And uh through the pandemic realized, you know what, this is what I want to do full time. And nursing is really starting to burn me out. Like it's starting to get to the point that it's too stressful. So I left and I left the bedside and I was teaching at the time as well and started doing more trauma-focused coaching. And that is when my memories of what happened to me when I was younger came back up to the surface. It was almost like my entire life I had tried to stay as busy and stressed out as possible because those moments where I would relax, that was when my body's like, hey, we're going to show you that thing that happened that was like really not okay. And so um this was in 2021 and so I really just went through a, a dark it wasn't a dark night of the soul it was like dark months of the soul really going, you know, um this changes everything that I've known about myself and also what would have happened if if somebody had caught this? Like what what could my life have been like? There was so much regret and grief. And so, um, really just did a lot of my own work, taking myself through the own prop, my own process in the process that I took so many clients through. And so, um, out of that, as I healed, I realized, you know, nobody in the, like, there's nobody talking about this. There's nobody talking about this. And if somebody had talked about this when I was younger, I might've seen it for what it was. And so, yeah, and that's when yeah. I, yeah, that's when I decided to start our Institute for Trauma and Psychological Safety. So now you know, from a, a triumphant perspective, like really having done the work to understand how uh the the experiences and the painful things that happened to me in the past, why they happened, how they happened, what the the effect was on my body, on my relationships, all those things. Um, and then taking that to okay, how do I share that with the world? So it's been a really um, it's just been such a meaningful way to make what happened to me uh to turn it into something good and and to turn it into something uh that helps other people
0: amazingly oh my goodness okay let us begin first with the very first question and it says what is trauma like can you define trauma you got yeah.
1: it yeah okay. so you know, I, I've I've said that word several times in my story, and so a lot of times people think, oh, well, trauma means that somebody like seriously hurt me, or that you know something really bad happened to me. And yes, that that those are examples of trauma. And also, trauma is less about how serious or significant the thing was that happened, and it's more about how serious and significant was the impact on you. So we like to look at trauma as what was the aftermath of the event? Like, what did the event cause versus what was the event itself? So I have a lot of clients that'll come to me and they'll say, well, well, it was only this tiny little thing. And I'm like, yeah, and your body didn't process it. Your body didn't experience it as a tiny little thing. Your body experienced it as a big thing. And so what matters is how your body and your brain understood it, not how anyone else would judge the size of it.
0: Sorry about that.
1: You are great. You're
0: fine. <laughs> <not> <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the second question. Why should we care about trauma as organizational leaders? Why should Yeah. You got it?
1: Um, Yeah, I it It's one of those things that I think you can't measure, you know it's not the same as like your profits for the year or like how many people you hired and fired, or you know um all, all of those things. and so sometimes people say, well why why should we care about this? like what's the impact that it has? And again, I think it goes back to the definition of trauma is look, if you have somebody who is experiencing something that's happening inside your organization and it's causing negative effects in their body they're going to like that's that's not just going to go away and mm-hmm. and also every single person <clears throat> excuse me every single person who walks into through your doors right whether they're virtual doors or um you know it's not even just an organizations maybe it's i'm going on a date or i'm meeting a new friend or i'm having a child right any time you enter into a relationship with someone else they're bringing their past experiences with them into that Uh moment and so if you don't understand how the past can affect the present then you're going to act in a way that's probably going to have negative impact in the future
0: really that's amazing i got (laughs) to the last question It says how can leaders develop emotional intelligence quickly and effectively
1: so, so it's actually very simple to develop emotional intelligence and I want to be clear just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy <laughs> right it's very simple and it's also very it's 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 yeah. going to require a lot of like energy and effort so um you're going to you can do it relatively quickly it's just going to it's going to take some intentionality on your part and really what it is is this anytime you notice yourself jumping to to do something, right? Anytime you notice yourself reacting, whether it's to something that happened, something someone said, something someone didn't say, right? Anytime anything unexpected happens and you notice yourself like leaning in and jumping to react, stop and pause. And I know how hard it is for us to do this because, um, you know, my job as a nurse practitioner, I used to walk into life and death situations every day. Like I used to, I was the person that you called if somebody was about to die. And so I, I understand what an emergency is. And I think so many of us, our bodies tell us that things are emergencies when they're not. And so you have someone in front of you that's upset with you and your body goes, Oh my gosh, we have to fix this immediately." And so if you notice that sense of urgency, um, the most intelligent thing you can do with your emotions is give them space to like move through you. And, and when I do this with clients, they're like, oh my gosh, this is the longest, like 20 to 30 seconds of my life to just sit here and feel the feeling because I want to say something. I want to jump. I want to move. And oftentimes if they can just pause and breathe and go, right. And start to notice, okay, where am I feeling this? Like, what do, what would I call this feeling? Like, am I angry? Am I sad? Am I confused? If you can start to understand the emotion that's moving through you, that's happening to you, and then you can start to make meaning of like, okay, well, what did this person say that like caused me to just feel this? Or what what happened right before I felt this? You're going to get so much valuable information. And a lot of times you're going to realize that the reaction you were about to have was to something in your past, not to the person who's sitting in front of you. So the you're actually reacting to your mom from 20 years ago, not the woman who is the same age as your mom in front of you, who just said something that kind of reminds you of your mom, right? Like you're reacting to your ex-husband, not... The guy who's on this first date with you across from you, like who says something, right? You're reacting to your past that the presence reminding you of. So if you can just call, like slow down, give yourself 15 to 20 seconds. And, and a lot of people are like, okay, but like, how do I do that? If I'm talking to someone, I say, you know what you say? You say, Ooh, Oh, I'm just going to let that sit for a second. Like, I really want to, I really want to let what you just said sink in.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: So, like, I'm noticing that when I heard you say that, my brain told me a story that this is what you meant. Is that what you meant? And so often people are going to be like, no, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant at all, right? But what you're doing is you're allowing the space for that feeling. So, um you, you're going to throw a lot of people off when you start to communicate this way, because this isn't how people traditionally communicate. People aren't usually that intentional. And what's going to happen is people's nervous systems, their, their bodies are going to feel you calm down and their bodies are also going to go, Oh, okay. I said something that bothered her, but she didn't snap at me.
0: Yeah, She took
1: a minute and felt it. So like, it's safe for me to say things to her without
0: her reacting oh my goodness i'm really enjoying our conversation lee your words are so filled with so much insight amazing i love thank you (laughs) thank you okay yeah all right so the last question okay so it says how can organization increase um employee retention and satisfaction you got it
1: okay yeah uh, it's, it's really the same answer I just gave you in a little bit of a different form. Um, okay. slow down, slow down and listen, right? Like listen to people. I, when I talk to people who are unhappy in their jobs and their relationships and their organizations, like in their lives, a lot of times what you end up hearing underneath it about all of it is like, nobody's listening to me. Nobody's caring about me. Right. Right. What I have found is that if you really take the time to stop and pause and to slow down and be intentional in your conversation with people and you see them and you hear them and they feel like you listened to them and respected them and like showed them kindness, you can say things they don't want to hear. (laughs) You can make decisions they don't necessarily agree with. And here's a perfect example of this, you know. I've had to go to colleagues or or students or people that I'm leading and say, hey, I heard you when you said this is what you needed. Like, I really want to be able to give that to you, right? Like, I hear how important that is to you. And here is why in this moment I can't do that. Right? And I promise to continue looking for ways to be able to support you around this because like, I I see it. I see how important this is to you. And also if you can think of any other ways for me to be able to help you with this, that would be possible. Can you let me know? Because I would love to implement those as fast as possible. Right. Right. I just told you, you're not getting what you want. (laughs) And yet people will walk out of that and be like, Oh, that was a really great meeting. Now you have Mm -hmm. to mean it. You have to mean yeah. it. And in order to mean it, you got to be calmed down. You can't just be like, oh, nope, I'm still up here and all tense and activated and like not really caring about this person. And I'm just saying the words. They'll, they have to be able to feel your sincerity. But that um, I've seen plenty of people get really bad news in organizations and be like, I'm here. I'm down. I'm sticking with you. I'm not going anywhere because they're like, I see how you are trying to take care of me, and you're hearing me, and you're listening.
0: Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. You know, Lee, I actually cannot wait to have you on the show again. No. Our conversation has been so educatively. Wow. Wow, Thank wow, you. wow. So to round up with Lee, um, what would you like to say to the audience, like a piece of advice? And let's say there's someone who would like to reach out to you. How can that be possible? <laughs>
1: Well, we have a lot of um, resources. So if you're a social media human, um, you can find us on TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all the places. And um, I think the easiest way for people to connect and and learn more is to just go to our website, which is institutefortrauma.com. And, you know, I think if there's one piece of advice that I like to um, leave people with is like, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, a lot of times when we have trauma in our past, and then it shifts the way that we show up and act like we we tell ourselves a story. And also the world tells us a story that there's something wrong with us. And And, you know, just going back to my personal story, for so long, I believed there was something wrong with me for how anxious and panicked I felt all the time. And now living in a body that feels calm and like regulated and, and, uh, grounded the vast majority of the time. When I started feeling this way for a while, I kind of made myself wrong. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I wish that I had known, you know, I wish that I had had all these things. And, and it was another way of just going like, Hey, I'm going to use my present and judge. Like before I was using my past self to judge my present self. Now I'm going to use my present self to judge my past self. And like, you don't have to judge yourself at all. Like, you don't have to judge yourself at all. You can just go, hey, okay, now in the present moment, I know what I didn't know then. And I'm done judging myself based off of that. And like, my body was doing exactly what it was supposed to do. It was trying to tell me something bad had happened to me. And it was trying to move it through. And so I can thank my body for showing up for those 25 years in that way, because all it was trying to do was help me.
0: Beautiful. So beautiful. All right, Lee, that's going to be the end of the show. Thank you so very much for your time.
1: <laughs> You're good.
0: Thank you for impacting us with your amazing insight. Now, I learned a series of things from our conversation, and I'm so happy about it. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you for honoring him, Leigh. Thank
1: you.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.